In today's episode, I am so excited because we are talking all about my journey to six figures, baby. I still can't believe that we are here. It's still sinking in, it's still processing, it's still integrating, but it is such an honor to be able to share this journey, this process with you, the ups, the downs, everything in between. And before we dive into today's episode, I want to let you know, I know I said last week that last week was the last week, but this week <laughs> is officially the last week to enroll in the Year of You Vision Board Workshop. It all started with a vision. It all started with declaring what it is that I wanted out of my life and showing up and setting those goals and then taking action. But you can't get to where you want to go if you don't know where you're going. So I strongly encourage you to come and join us inside the Year of You Vision Board Workshop. This is a two-day event. You're going to learn all about NLP, the subconscious mind, how to get it working for you so that you can manifest your desires and more. The workshop is taking place January 16th and 17th, and on top of the trainings themselves, you're actually going to get a meditation as well as a workbook for maximum integration. So I hope that you come and join us. You're listening to the Namaste Babe podcast, a high vibe hangout for the spiritually woke woman ready to make quantum leaps in her life, business, and bank account. I'm your host, Kiki Yura, and I refuse to play by the rules. I'm an X9 to Fiber turned spiritual life and business coach, master NLP practitioner, and founder of the Namaste Babe brand. I'm here to lead you into your divinity so you can manifest a life and business you are wildly obsessed with. Each week, you can expect episodes from myself and guest experts who are leaders in their field. The episodes are dedicated to your expansion on all things mindset, money, and manifestation. It is my intention that these episodes help you raise your vibration, tune into your truth, and step into a life you fucking love. Are you ready? Let's slay. Hello, 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 friends. I am so excited for today's episode. This is going to be juicy. Buckle up because we are talking all about the journey to six figures. And my friends, I can promise you it is not what you think it is. It was not what I thought it was getting to this point. Um, I remember when I first started my journey, so many coaches, mentors, you know, leaders that I looked up to in the spiritual realm, everyone talked about this idea of it's not about what you do, it's about who you are while you're doing it. And I remember hearing that and just banging my head against a wall because I never got it until I finally got it. And one day it just clicked within me. I don't know quite how to explain it, but it was just all of a sudden one day clear. And sometimes I feel like this is how life goes. You, you hear about something, you think you know something, and then finally one day you just know it. And this is what it was for me. It was about realizing that it had absolutely nothing to do with what I did and had everything to do with the energy in which I did those things. 
It was how I approached everything and what it meant by who you are while you're doing it. There's a very different energy behind doing something out of desperation, doing something because you feel like you need it, doing something because um, you're lacking without it, or the energy of showing up and serving. Showing up because you are so fucking excited about what it is you're offering. Showing up because you know that what you have to share with the world is going to change lives, is going to help people. And that is why you want to work with these people and sell them the thing that you're selling or whatever the case may be. This does not apply to business owners only. This is for anyone. Imagine you're in your nine to five and you are showing up to work every day and you are just miserable and your boss is always after you. You can't stand your coworkers. And the energy that you show up in is going to be very different. And no matter what you do, you're probably not going to get a good response from your coworkers or your boss. But imagine you started to take notice of this and you were like, oh, well, maybe if I change my attitude, if I change my energy or my perspective, things might shift and people might start to respond to me differently. Because that's all it is. People are always, unless, you know, you've got those really finicky, to put it politely, people who are just miserable no matter what. Because I know those people. I have worked with those people. I have lived with those people. (laughs) I get it. Um, But when you can show up and have a positive demeanor and share good energy, like there was someone that I once worked with who would be better when I was around. And it was because I had a really good attitude. And I remember when I was leaving my nine to five, you know, so many people told me, they're like, we're going to miss your energy. We're going to miss your shiny, bubbly demeanor. And that was a big compliment for me is because, you know, I never really had difficulties at my nine to five job, despite the fact that I didn't like love what I was doing it was still something that was a means to an end for me. It was still something that in those months leading up to me leaving, as bad as I didn't want to be there, I found ways to be grateful for my job. I found ways to express gratitude and bring in the energy. So this is just like a little bit of a side tangent that who you are determines your results in everything. It's not about what you do. It truly is about how you approach life and the lens in which you choose to see things. And this is one of the hardest things that we have to work on as humans because we are conditioned to be the way that we are, to see things the way that we've always seen them. So it takes work, it takes effort to change our perspectives. But once we can do this, life starts rewarding you in ways that you could never imagine. And this all comes back to the inner work. This all comes back to personal development, energy work, healing, um, doing the work to figure out your past traumas, to not project those onto other people, to cleanse yourself of negative people or situations that might be a regular, like a constant in your life. Those are some of the things that you would probably never think of on the journey to six figures that plays such a major factor in your life. So here's the thing. In 2019, 
I made $36,842. And in 2020, I made $100,122. That is almost three times the income that I made the year prior. That to me is a quantum leap. And to tell you the honest truth, and this is where you guys are probably not going to like hearing this, I didn't really do that much different aside from going deeper into healing my own shit. (laughs) And this is imperative. It really is. Um, So I'm going to go through today and talk a little bit about the things that were like the main themes of 2020 that stuck out to me the most. But I want you guys to always remember that coming back to the inner work is the foundational piece for success in anything. If you look at any successful entrepreneur, if you look even at like um, successful corporations or let's say, you know, startups, they are really big in corporate culture and making sure that the energy, the synergy is vibing well within the company because if you're not happy as an employee, the rest of the team, it it brings down the rest of the team. So there are some companies out there really doing amazing things in the world. Um, and it all comes back to professional development is what they call it. But at the end of the day, it's making sure that everyone is jiving well, that it is um, a fully functioning corporation, it's a fully functioning team, whatever you want to call it, but that's all the inner work. So if you are an entrepreneur listening to this, you might get this a little bit more just because um, this, this will pertain to you a little bit more. But I want those who are in the nine to five listening that, to this to understand that the promotion that you're looking for, the new job opportunity that you're looking for, the ability to leave your job, whatever the case may be, if you're unhappy with where you're currently at, all of this comes from inner work as well. So these are some of the things that I did um, this year, the year prior, that really set me up for success to scale my business to six figures this year. So first and foremost, I chose at the end of last year to have the word or phrase, I guess, the compound effect. And each year I choose a word. The year prior was transformation. And this really gives me something to focus on for the year. So in 2020, with the compound effect, this was something I put on my vision board. This was something I constantly reminded myself of as I was moving through Uh, the year. Because in 2019, it was like my first taste of freedom. So it was really (laughs) a lot of, while I found success, I think that almost 40k in your first year in business is, is really great. A lot of people make more than that. There's a lot of people who don't make as much as that. So I was very proud of how I got my business to where it was based on the amount of like effort that I put into it because to be quite honest and I don't believe in working hard quote unquote 
but you have to work. There's action steps that you have to take. And I did not take a lot of action in my business in the first year because it was my first taste of freedom. And I was just stoked on being able to do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. And I ran my business a lot based on feeling, which meant that I was really running my business like a hobby. So first year, there was a lot of loosey-goosiness. There was a lot of, um, I don't want to say not taking things seriously, but I could have been doing more. And I don't say that from a hustle or a grind mentality. It's just that I really, like, I know myself and I'm just being honest with myself is that I didn't do a lot in my business in the first year. So the compound effect was something that I really clung to. And this was something that came from like my network marketing days when pretty much the compound effects means that it's small, seemingly insignificant actions that build up over time to, to great results. And I literally lived that in 2020. It was not... So many people get success confused with these big, grandiose things of, you know, you've got to hit these major milestones and like, yes, that is amazing. And at the same time, if you are not taking the daily action steps, the small behind the scenes things to get your business to where you want it to be, it's never going to be successful. Or if you hit a roadblock, a wall, you have to be a problem solver and work around it. I had some really great months and I had some not so great months. And in the first quarter of 2020, I had only made $9,000. When I was off and, and traveling the globe, Uh, That really taught me a lot about the way in which I travel with a business and I wasn't really putting a lot of effort in because again, I was getting this taste of freedom and I didn't, you know, I didn't have a lot of clients. I think I maybe had one or two one-to-one clients at that point. And so there was a lot of freedom and flexibility in my schedule. Then the mindset piece, and I did a podcast episode on this a couple weeks, maybe months ago, about how I almost quit my coaching business at the beginning of the year. And what happened was I got so in my head because I wasn't doing the inner work on a regular basis. And I got in my head because my client was then like starting to trickle off and I didn't have any income coming in and I didn't have any new clients signing. And I was thinking to myself, you know, like 3K a month isn't really sustainable. It's what I was making in my corporate job, but I also wasn't $60,000 in debt. So there was a big shift that had to happen for me and it came in the result of the world shutting down. And I, to this day, say that, you know, COVID was the greatest thing to ever happen to me because it forced me to look at my business head on. Prior to that, I was having conversations with like multiple friends who are in the coaching industry about potentially going back to working on cruises, which is something that I did prior to my corporate job. And 
I I had this idea that I would be able to run my business while working for a cruise line. Now that I think about it, it would have never been able to happen. I would maybe be able to take on like one client and that's it. But when the world closed, obviously the cruise industry was one of the first things to shut down and it I didn't have any other options. So I was forced to redirect my focus onto my business and I'm so happy now in retrospect that I did because this is kind of what leads me into my next point is that it allowed me to reconnect first with the inner work, doing meditation daily, journaling my little tushy off, um, and really just putting the focus on where it was that I wanted to go. And I always tell my clients this, don't focus on what it is that you don't want because you're going to get more of that. Focus on what it is that you truly do want. And so I remember coming home, I was quarantining with my parents. I My parents were like so, and I mean, at the beginning of this, I understand why they, because there wasn't a lot of information on the virus, but they were like the living in fear gung-ho type. Like my parents did not hug me when I came home from my travels. They did not (laughs) let me out of my room unless it was to cook. They wanted me to disinfect everything that I touched. (laughs) I'm laughing because, you know, in retrospect, they they giggle at um, how they reacted to that. But Anyways, it was intense. I wasn't allowed out of my room without a mask on. Like there was a lot going on. So I was pretty much held up in my room, felt like a hostage for 14 days. And when that, and or during that period, I was just looking at my bookshelf and I pulled out this book and I said, you know, I really want to get back into reading on a regular basis. And I ended up grabbing uh, may cause miracles by Gabby Bernstein. And as I'm flipping through the pages and a lot of you guys know this story, but as I'm flipping through the pages, I'm like, this would be a really great book to base a course around. And so it was just an intuitive hit, a ping. And that was when book club, um, got, was downloaded to me. And I've run it twice now. It has been so powerful and so potent for everyone who has gone through it. Everyone has told me, they're like, anytime you run it, I will be doing it again. It's it's such a great reconnection to yourself and to spirit and your body, honestly. Like it has all of the mind, body, soul aspects. But it was this intuitive nudge that just felt like a hell yes in my stomach And I'm not even kidding you that, and at the time, obviously, there were a lot of people who were losing their jobs and had so much uncertainty in their lives. And I wanted to be able to show up and serve. And this goes back to what I was saying before. I did it from a space of wholehearted, just service. And when that happened, that energy that I brought to the table, I had my best launch with the most amount of people ever. And that was a testament really to the energy that I brought to the reasoning behind it, to the why, because I only ran it for $44. It wasn't about making money in that time. I did not care about making the money. I just wanted 
to show up and serve and to get my mindset right. And I knew that if I was going through something like this, that there were probably a hell of a lot of other people going through it too. And this is something, it was six weeks. This is something that I could easily have run for a couple hundred dollars, but I didn't want to do that, right? And so it was a version of me showing up in service and giving. And when you do that, the the universal law of reciprocity states that when you give, you receive in return, right? When you give without expectation, you receive in return. So this was a big lesson in me trusting my intuition and leading from desire, leading from service, and really just acting from a space of love, to be quite honest. So the compound effect, intuition, trusting your inner knowing, your inner guidance, your intuition, your your gut feeling, as some people call it, is your second brain. And I talk a lot about this. I probably will actually do a podcast episode on trusting your intuition because I think it's super, super important. So look out for that in the coming weeks. Um, But those two things then led into one of my journaling practices. And this was something that I honestly feel as though really helped me to get to the point that I'm at now. And so I have to give credit to my girlfriend, Lauren, Lauren Megan. If you are not following her, she is laurenmegan.co over on Instagram. She is a beautiful soul, a light leader in the online space. And I absolutely love her. And when I went to go and visit her in Florida, um, in the, oh goodness, winter of 2019, I think it was, Um, she taught me this practice that she does daily and it was so beautiful. And one of the things that she does is this thing called future gratitude or future scripting. And this is something that's, you know, not new, but she was the one who really reminded me to, to use it as a powerful practice. And so what I did was I would write out every single day. And this really depends on whether you are a specific manifester or a non-specific manifester in human design. So if you know that, this will help you out a little bit more. Because if you are a specific manifester, you want to be getting into the nitty gritty and the details, uh, the dates, right? Writing out your future gratitude of it is now X date and I have achieved this. Um, If you are a non-specific manifester like myself, you want to be getting into the feeling of it. You want to be, it's all about your energy and your magnetism. So what are you going to feel when you have this thing? So for me, instead of saying the date, I would just write, I am now a six-figure earner. I am so happy and grateful that this abundance is everywhere. I am financially free. And that was actually, I haven't even done a podcast episode about that. I feel like time has just been collapsing recently. But on at the end of November, on the final day of Tony Robbins' uh, UPW that I went through with my best friend, Alexa, I actually received the payment that put me into financial freedom. And then I went 10k right back into debt (laughs) because I invested in this major program with Tony Robbins and then I invested in two more coaches and let me tell you guys I do not regret a thing it was my ego there was a part of me that kind of paused for a second I was like do I do this because the whole goal was to be financially free but honestly I paid off over $60,000 of debt in less than one year 
Like that was absolutely incomprehensible to me. Like I could not believe that that was my reality. And I was like, oh, okay, well, if I could do this, this money is going to come back to me times 10 (laughs) very quickly. And these were all very aligned investments for me. It wasn't something that I was doing out of fear, right? So going back to this idea of future gratitude, um, I would write about my financial freedom. I would write about being a six-figure earner. And I really got into the feeling of it. Like I was so grateful that I was feeling you know, in my purpose, I was feeling lit up by receiving these payments and people loving to pay me. I started scripting that people love to pay me and do so with ease. And I cannot tell you how many like little PayPal dings that I would get from clients, from strangers, and they would be tithing me bits of money for no reason. Um, Two of my clients, one tithed me I think it was like $52 or something like that, that I needed to get myself to my 17K mark back in August. Another client tithed me $44 just because she felt aligned with 444. Actually, she tithed me $44.40 because she couldn't quite get the exchange because she's American and I'm Canadian. She couldn't quite get the exchange to 44.44. So... Then I had um, one of my beautiful friends tithe me $20 because I do weekly card pulls and I always pull her a card and she just wanted a, a way to thank me. But that all started when I started writing. People love to pay me and do so with ease. Like abundance can come from anywhere, from any source. It's when we get so caught up in the how, in the logistics of it, in the literal notion of it, people always say to me, well, Kiki, I can't make more money because my job has a set salary. But that's not true. Abundance comes in so many different ways. I remember when I was working my corporate job and my car got crashed, like got smashed, rear-ended is the word that I was looking for. My car got rear-ended and I ended up with a surplus of $2,500 after I received my write-off from the insurance company. Like money can come from infinite resources. So don't be so literal around it. Okay, so we had the compound effect. We had trusting our intuition, future gratitude. That played a major role. And just going back to the human design piece, if you are a specific manifester, on your human design chart, there's going to be four arrows. There's going to be two on the left side of your head, two on the right side of your head. If the arrow on the right side on the bottom is pointing towards your head, that means you are a specific manifester. If it is pointing away from your head, that means that you are a non-specific manifester. So specific, get into the details non-specific, get into the feeling. And then finally, this was the biggest, biggest thing that I had to go through this year was deepening my emotional intelligence, like deepening the level at which I claimed to be spiritual There was a couple instances that happened when I returned to BC that tested the fuck out of me. I am human. I am someone who is not perfect, and I will be the first one to admit that. And I get 
angry. I get hurt. I get sad, just like any other person. And so when things happen, obviously I know that they are happening for me because I'm going through things to strengthen me. But when they happen in the moment, I can sometimes react just like any person who hasn't done the work because some things I get more deeply offended by. So one of the situations that I dealt with this summer was this entire like culmination of me being out in BC for three months. And in that third month, I had just had enough. Like I was mentally drained. I was emotionally drained. I was so fucking tired of going through the work and the forgiveness that I was doing on a daily basis and the reminding myself that hurt people hurt people and all of the things But it was one of the greatest spiritual growth spurts that I have ever gone through. And I am so grateful for that. And that person is probably never going to know that I'm grateful for it because they're still stuck in their trauma. They're still stuck in their hurt and their unhealed stuff. And that's fine. Um, But I am now in a space where I feel... Like you could throw anything at me (laughs) and I would be way more unfuck withable than, you know, prior to prior to that situation, prior to what happened. And so I want to remind you guys that it is okay to be hurt by things. It is okay to feel your feelings. The biggest thing that I teach around emotional intelligence is this thing called the emotional guidance scale. And I'm sure if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about it before, but pretty much what it is, is the different emotions carry different vibrational frequencies. And in order to make a leap, in order to be a better manifester. You don't actually have to leap is what I'm trying to say. You don't have to go from feeling sad to feeling blissed the fuck out. All you have to do is make these mini adjustments, mini like tweaks in your vibrational frequency to then become a match to the greater things. And this was one of the most beautiful lessons looking back on it, because obviously I didn't want to be going through any of that shit when it was happening. But I ended up at the end of those three months, I had my most financially successful month, that 17K month, came through one of the worst emotional periods of the year, probably the worst emotional period of the year. There was so much drama, so much chaos going on. I wasn't able to communicate my feelings to the people that, you know, were causing the drama or causing the chaos. And that's also a lesson is that when those things happen, when the forgiveness happens, it's not about forgiving the other person and saying that they didn't do wrong. It's about not carrying that energy within you, not allowing their um, shit to reside within you. It's not forgiving someone is like carrying poison within you because it doesn't affect them. It affects you. So these were some of the biggest lessons that I had to go through. And even while I was going through the shit, 
I was still able to be successful. So my 2020 motto was actually, this sucks and I'm still thriving. That was one of the challenges that I had to go through. I was also going through another, um, I can't really like disclose all of the information, but there was another personal, like a large personal challenge that I went through towards the end of the year that I was feeling really resistant to. And again, it came into doing all of this inner work and realizing that while things sucked, while things were hard, I could still be successful. I could still thrive as long as I made sure to take care of me. And women especially, I think like 90% of this audience is, is female. I think it actually might be more than that. But the one thing women are really, really good at is giving to others before they give to themselves. And you have to understand that if you're not taking care of you, you're not going to be able to give from your optimum level. The cliche, fill your cup first, is so true. Because when you can come from a state of being filled up or being in a state of overflow, of course you're going to have so much more to give. So it's not selfish of you to want to take time for yourself. It's not selfish of you to ask your your significant other to help out with the kids or to say, honey, I'm sorry, listen, um, I need to take 10 minutes, 15, 30 minutes to myself to go and do X, Y, Z. Like I need to pour into myself so that I can pour into us, so that I can be the best partner to you. Um, if you live on your own, thinking about, you know, possibly going into the dating scene or just being the best version of yourself for yourself. You know, we're living in a really weird time where a lot of us can't be around other people. So how can you pour more into yourself and learn to be present with yourself and love on yourself so that you can have the best life possible. And these were all things that came up for me during this year. Like I said, a lot of them are probably not what you were expecting, but I realized through looking back throughout the year, it was everything that I had to go through in order to get me to where I am today. And so the compound effect, emotional intelligence, trusting your intuition, future gratitude, they are all my personal experiences of what it took in 2020 to get me to this six-figure mark. And I know that continuing on as I grow and scale, because I have set big, fucking audacious goals for myself this year, I know that it's going to be a process of diving even deeper, of un uncovering and healing even deeper wounds and really peeling back that, that onion, the layers, because the inner work is never done. You do not arrive. It's not, okay, I'm healed. Like, that's not how it works. Even something that you think you've done all of the work to forgive and to move past which was what I realized this summer. You know, I had spent, this was a continuation of something that happened the year previous that I thought that I was good and over and had come to accept. And it made me realize that there was just even more work to be done. There was more um, wounds from my inner child that were being triggered by this situation. 
And so the work is never done. And these are the things that I want you to remember as you move forward, as you are trying to scale your business, um, as you are trying to make big leaps into whatever desires are within you. Please do me a favor. Your dreams, your desires are within you for a reason. They are meant for you to uncover. They are meant for you to go after. If you are wanting help this year to do the big, bold, audacious thing that you have been wanting to do, I know 2020 was such an eye-opening year for so many people because a lot of them realized that these quote-unquote safe and stable, secure jobs that they had weren't actually so safe, stable, and secure. Um, I would absolutely love to support you in whatever way we we think is best for you, whether that be you stepping inside a one-to-one coaching container, whether that be you stepping inside to a particular program, or maybe you sign up and decide that you're going to do Slade the Ascension, which is all of my programs, as well as some other fun bonuses. Reach out to me. Let's talk. Because the one thing that I know for certain within my heart and my soul and the core of my being is that I wouldn't be here today so quickly had I not invested in myself and in mentors to help get me to where I wanted to go. Because they helped me skip steps. They helped me quantum leap. And that is exactly what I do for my clients. So reach out to me. I want to hear what you guys are going after. I want to hear your big dreams. Take a screenshot of this episode, share it on your stories. Let me know what you're setting out to accomplish in 2021 and let me know how I can support you in getting there. I am sending you guys so much love. I hope that you have the most magical week ahead and you are ready to slay in 2021. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please spread all those good vibes by leaving a five-star review, as well as screenshotting this episode and tagging at Namaste Babe over in your stories on Instagram. With love and light, the fiercest fuck goddess in me recognizes and honors the fiercest fuck goddess in you. And until next time, Namaste.